2: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary
3: editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy.
1: Judgment Day, if you will, welcome in the beginning of a brand new edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere in collaboration as we enjoy the claptrap coast to coast, border to border and beyond on the vast and lavishly powerful microphones of FSR emanating live From the fly, the big fly, as we talk radio dingers all night long here. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And uh, we send out good vibrations to our friends in the Sunshine State and getting some email from some of our P1s who were giving me updates. I saw David was very active and Roscoe the Parrot, uh, updating the storm as it goes through uh, Florida and then up through Georgia and beyond. And so uh, good luck to everyone involved. And I was told that some of you will be listening. Uh, You have battery power and uh, the old school radio. So I'm honored that. Radio exists when the power goes out. Because if you have a, I don't know that many people actually have that anymore, a, a terrestrial radio. But according to the feedback I'm getting, uh, some of you are listening tonight as you're bunkering down there with the power out. So we do thank you for that. Our lead this hour coming from Major League Baseball. We The wait is over. Toronto is the scene. The Yankees. And the Blue Jays squaring up a couple of American League East rivals. Oh, -da da! The drought has ended. Were you watching? Did you see it? Maybe you didn't see it live. Maybe you saw the replay on the interweb. But after seven games and eight long days and nights without a home run, Aaron Judge stepped into the batter's box with a full count in the seventh inning at the Rogers Center. And here's how that historic moment sounded. And the 3-2. Joel deep to left field. This could be it. See ya. He's done it.
5: Number 61. He's been chasing history. And now he makes it. He and Roger Maris are tied with 61 home runs. The most anybody has ever hit in a single season in American
1: League history. All right, well. Not to nitpick on Michael K.'s call, but he said he. Don't you have to say the name? The radio call's always better. Michael K. said he a couple times. I don't need the pronouns. All right, we have the radio on. What about my guy John Sterling? I love John Sterling. I had him on my podcast, the great John Sterling. He's 170 years old. I love John Sterling. Let's hear John Sterling's call. And the payoff. There goes, the deep left It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 61. He ties Roger Maris for the American League single-season record with 61 home runs. It's a two-run in blast. Here comes the Judge. A two-run <laughs> blast, and the Yankees take a 5-3 lead on number 61 for Judge. All right, well, that was better, but he said he a couple of times. Aaron Judge writing his name there, as you heard in the record book, John Sterling on Yankees Radio. That was Michael K on the Yes Network. Uh, MLB record uh, still held by the steroid cheats, but the American League record tying 61st home run. So he stands side-by-side side with Roger Maris and Aaron Judge moving past the Bambino. Now, if you're not a baseball fan, you probably who the hell cares about Babe Ruth. He's been dead for a long time, but if you – Grew up a baseball fan. That is a massive name. And Babe Ruth hit 60 home runs in 1927, 95 years ago. And that stood as the major league record until Roger Maris broke it in 1961. And in the steroid years, the boomtown for steroids, there were a number of players that hit more than that. But they were all in the National League. All three stars. All three. Maris, Ruth, and obviously Judge playing for the Pinstripers. It is the story of the night. So let us discuss the question. What stands out? What are you going to remember about this magical night and a magical season for Aaron Judge, which is not over yet by any means, the postseason right around the corner. So I've got Sesame Street, Bathtub, and Mason Jar. And we will tie all of these things together as we cover all the bases. All right, so a. I'll be Benny Sunshine on this, Benny Brightside, whatever you want to say. Good moment for baseball. Wholesome hardball. We're not talking about the cheating Astros. There's no mention of woke MLB politics taking all-star games out of cities because they don't agree with the politics. We're not talking about steroids per se, although that is a subplot to this on the side. It's a side dish. Really, this is about the timeless moment. Aaron Judge, bigger than life. On the ball field, and you think of baseball players, at least I do, I think of baseball players as pipsqueaks. I do, right? A bunch of itty-bitty guys, and there's a few mid-sized players, but a lot of baseball players are pretty small. And then you have Judge, and it's like the soundtrack from Sesame Street, one of their songs back in the day. One of these things is not like the others. A judge appears to be a video game glitch. The graphics are messed up. And why is that character in my video game bigger than everyone else? He's taller, bigger, stronger than your average bear in Major League Baseball. Paul Bunyan, if you will, of Sluggers, the mythical lumberjack, living in the woods, swinging the lumber and hitting moonshots as large as a Clydesdale. And this is the perfect story which will inspire other athletes to make the same move that Aaron Judge did, and they will likely get burned, but Aaron Judge will not. The fact that this cat turned down 230000000 smack back in spring training and said, no, nope. he didn't even make a counteroffer. The legend of judges, he didn't even tell the Yankees, well, no, you got to pay me this much. He just said, okay, I don't want that money. I'll, I'll play out the season. And he goes out. He has the season of seasons. Aaron Judge can wander around like Vince McMahon doing a pimp walk back in the day in professional wrestling. Judge is going to get, at minimum, an extra $150 million. At minimum. He's now got the American League home home run record, which he's tied. He's going to break that likely this weekend against Baltimore. He leads the Triple Crown race by a hair. That's not guaranteed. But you can forget about Shohei Ohtani. Winning the American League MVP, Aaron Judge has that now in the bag as well. Now, page two. Uh, there is another side to this story. There was a ton of money on the line with home run number 61 from Aaron Judge. There will be even more money out there when he hits number 62 and beyond. But the baseball artifact landed in the Toronto bullpen. Kind of, right? It did land there, but that's, it's how it got there. It's its journey, That is the story, if you didn't see it, and for our blind listeners. So, Judge hits a line drive home run over the Toronto bullpen, and it's right near the front row. And there's a couple of Blue Jay fans. They've all got their gloves on, and two of them came oh so close to getting that magic ball. Home run number 61 at the Rogers Center. And this guy named, I love the name, Frankie Lasagna. Doesn't that, that must be a fake name. You think that's the guy's real name? That's got to be a fake name, right? That can't, can that be a real name? I don't know. That's what it says. According according to the Canadian press, his name is Frankie Lasagna. Lasagna, And uh, he's the guy, uh, he he tossed his uh, glove down. Well, both of these guys tossed, tossed their gloves down and had a hissy fit after a judge hit the record tying home run. Now, this is the guy, if you saw the highlight, this is the guy in the light blue jersey, not the dark blue jersey. The guy in the dark blue jersey, I thought, came closer. But this guy in the light blue Blue Jay jersey had a Vlad Guerrero jersey on. The other guy had a Bo Bichette jersey. So the the Guerrero guy was right there as well. He said uh, he would have never brought a glove to the stadium for any other situation. He then pointed out, in retrospect, that he needed a bigger glove. Uh, Yeah, I think that would be accurate. This guy's 37 years old. He owns a restaurant in Toronto, and he bought the ticket in the front row for the purpose of trying to get the ball, the judge home run. Now, the other fan, the guy that got a little more screen time, a little pudgier, he was so distraught that he pulled a Bartman. He would not talk to the media. Now, we were here on these microphones when Steve Bartman, famous baseball moment, Cubs 03, I believe it was. Might have been later than that. I don't know. Time flies. But uh, they, the Blue J- the Cubs were playing the Marlins at Wrigley Field, and he uh, interfered with Moises Alou, who was the left fielder for the Cubs. It was a crazy moment. And that guy, like, people wanted to kill him in Chicago, so he went into hiding, and he he's never done any media. So maybe this other Blue Jay fan will. But anyway... The question is, how will these Toronto fans cope with failing to catch not a baseball, a bag of money, a bag of money for home run number 61? So this is, uh, this is like an M&M classic, lose yourself. Right? You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. So I guess they got to lose themselves now in the music, right? Please, my God. So Maller advice here. All right. These guys didn't own it, and they let it go, and that's a problem. And so, uh, since you don't get a Brinks truck full of cash, you need a bathtub filled with poutine, is what you need. And and, uh, some Canadian bacon, some Saskatoon pie, uh, Moosehead lager, uh, what other Canadian? Molson, uh, Labatt Blue. uh, I'm trying to think of other Canadian products I can toss out. I think I hit some maple syrup. Throw that all out. All right, now turning the page. All right, last word here, and this is where it gets good. There's a lot to this story. Roger Maris is dead, but his kid's alive. Roger Maris Jr., the spawn of uh, the Yankee MVP uh, back in the uh, 60s, uh, who commented after home run number 61, he was asked a question about Aaron Judge and his standing in the history book of baseball. And Maris Jr. did not disappoint. He did not stutter. He said that judge should be the king. And he called out the people at Major League Baseball to alter the record book. And just to prove I'm not making this up, as Warner Wolf would say, let's go to the audio tape. I think it means a lot, and
7: it's not just for me. I think it means a lot for a lot of people, you know, that – Uh, He's clean. He's a Yankee. He plays the game the right way. And, uh, you know, I think it gives people a chance to look at somebody who – you know, should be revered for hitting 62 home runs and not just as a, a guy who did it in the American League. He should be revered for, you know, being the actual single-season home run champ. I mean, that's really who he is if he hits 62, and uh, and I think that's what needs to happen. I think baseball needs to look at the records, and I think baseball should do something.
1: All right, so that was Roger Maris Jr. In order to have Aaron Judge tag the home run team, the commissioner is going to have to get lots of whiteouts. So... The question here is, will Rob Manford expunge the steroid sluggers of the 90s and the early 2000s from the home run list? And the answer here, it's pretty obvious, under no circumstances will Rob Manford do that. This is a toothless commissioner. It sounds good to say that Manford should do that. It's not going to happen. He's not willing to open the mason jar of worms. Uh, you have a generation of steroid stars. Some of these cats like Pudge Rodriguez and Piazza and Bagwell who have been tied uh, uh, circumstantially and others uh, directly to steroids are in Cooperstown. Only a handful of people are verboten from the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, Sosa, McGuire, Palmero, Clemens. Manford is going to sit this one out. He has no problemo with steroids. Manford is the same commissioner. Under his watch, right under his nose, he allowed the Astros to cheat in the 2017 season and World Series and then refused to punish a single player or even cross out the most bogus trophy in the history of baseball, calling it just a piece of metal. So you think that guy, that guy's going to erase Bonds and Maguire and these other people? Come on. Come on now. He's not going to touch the record. But Manfred doesn't have the cojones to do that. And he doesn't mind. This is like baseball's version of stolen valor. They don't care about it, right? He hopes everyone has amnesia. He's the cowardly commissioner. And by the way, some people have been pointing out, well, Roger Maris Jr. is a hypocrite because he and the family were, were there when Mark McGuire hit the home run back years ago. And they were there, and they were also hornswoggle. And so for those of you who don't understand how this worked, for some reason, the Maris family chose to believe that McGuire wasn't on steroids, even though the evidence was pretty clear that he was. And they, it wasn't until he admitted to it that when McGuire admitted to it, that's when the Maris family were like, oh, my God, we've been blindsided. After he admitted to it, playing with needles and all that, and so Maris' family, they believe they got burned, and so now they are on the warpath. Understand?
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
1: Maller here. Winter is coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice, like my brother in Appleton, Wisconsin. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Redestine tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You get free road hazard protection for 2 years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. Game changer. Go to tirerack.com/sports to see their Redestine test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com slash SportsTireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
8: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City
1: At least for you. Well, no, not you. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere in cahoots as we play the Galact- uh, with galactic gizmos. Here we have all these uh, buttons and whatnot here. Coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and impressively powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the jog as we jog your mind. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So our lead this hour coming from uh, football. We'll get back to baseball in a bit. Aaron Judge tying the American League record for home runs in Toronto with home run number 61. And not one but two Blue Jay fans were in the trajectory of the ball, had a shot of catching it, and both of them, ole, 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 they blew it. All right, so things are getting uncomfortable in Vegas. The Raiders are in the morass of an 0-3 start, and that brings us to the latest developments involving the new head coach in Nevada. If you have not heard the news that's been bouncing around this week, possibly not, Uh, we are told that Josh McDaniels has decided he does not want to speak with the media from Denver in the lead-up to this weekend's Raider-Bronco game in AFC West. Donnybrook. Now why does that matter? Well, for some it doesn't matter, but McDaniel's coached in the Mile High City years ago in another life. Not only was he a coach, he was terrible. And this is his first matchup against his former team as a head coach since he left the Broncos all those years ago. Had been a head coach since So it raised more than a few eyebrows when the Raiders coach decided he wanted no part of the media in Denver. McDaniels did speak with the Raider beat reporters. He was actually asked about coaching against the Broncos, but from the hometown reporters and asked if it was a big deal or not. And here's what Josh McDaniels had to say, as Warner Wolf used to say, let's go to the audio tape. Here's McDaniels.
3: No, other than it's a division game, obviously we want to try to get ourselves going here at home, a first division home game. You know, we're excited about that. But, no, I don't – I've said this many times. They gave me a great opportunity at a young age, and uh,
1: I'm thankful for that and um, learned a lot of lessons from that. Remember the um. Um, baby. Um, baby. So let us discuss. The question, is Josh McDaniels making a mistake by avoiding – talking to the Denver media. So, yeah, I'm nodding my head yes, of course. Uh, We've got Wimbledon, Stealth Bomber, and Canned Cooked Meat. And we will put all of these things together, and we are going to make a jackpot, something the Raiders have not won since they moved to Vegas. But we'd like to win one ourselves, that jackpot. like Those Blue Jay fans, they could have won the jackpot if they'd caught that home run ball. I digress. So number one. number one, much like the Raider play calling in the red zone, this is a tactical miscue by Josh McDaniels. Case of the hiccups here. Now, coaches often preach about avoiding distractions. Right? You've got to avoid distractions. And this is an example of Josh McDaniels saying, no, 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 I don't want to avoid distractions. As they say in tennis, like if you go to Wimbledon, uh, this was an unforced error. Josh McDaniels is helping to craft a storyline where there was no storyline, crafting it out of thin air. NFL head coaches playing dodgeball with reporters. Now, I, I had no idea. You know, I did a little, I, I did a, a show or two back in the day locally in Denver years ago, but I had no idea the Colorado media were filled with pit bulls and piranhas and that an NFL head coach would want to avoid the line of questioning. Uh, you learn something new every day. You learn something new. Now, page two. Why why is Josh McDaniels skipping out on a meet and greet with the Bronco reporters? Well, the reason he's able to do this is because of a loophole. What is the loophole? I'll tell you. During the fog of COVID, which lasted for years, NFL decision makers, got into a stealth bomber, and very quietly, under the radar, they made coaches' news conferences, with these conference calls, which were tradition, with opposing reporters, non-mandatory. In years prior, they were mandatory. But when no one was paying attention, flying the stealth bomber, they said, okay, we're good. So Josh McDaniels took advantage and decided to hunker and bunker in Sin City and not have to talk with the unwashed Denver reporters. If he was a character from the Wizard of Oz, he would be the Cowardly Lion. That's what he would be. Now, McDaniels, you had to grow some hair on his chest. It's not too late. You can still call a last-minute conference call. Otherwise, that's an embarrassment, another embarrassment to the Josh McDaniels here. It's not a big embarrassment. It's a small embarrassment. But that's a franchise, the Raiders. When I think of the Raiders, I think of machismo. I think of toughness. That's what I think of with the Raiders. Opposing media, they they don't give you shoulder massages. They can ask and often do ask loaded questions. The local media has to suck your toes because they want to curry favor for the rest of the season. But how difficult is it if you're a head coach to tiptoe around landmines? You're telling me you're afraid of the Rocky Mountain News beat guy or some radio schlub from Denver? What does that say about the leadership of the head coach of the Raiders? It doesn't say much. I'll tell you that right now. It does not say much. All right, final point. So how much trouble is Josh McDaniels in big picture with the Raiders? If you look at the landscape and you look at the comps, it's not good. That the math is really against the Raiders. It's a little different now because there's 17 games. But historically, you start out 0 and 3. It's turn out the lights. The party's over. That strange smell permeating around the Raider facility in the neighborhood. There, rotten eggs, uh, which is what the Raiders have gotten so far. All the optimism, up in smoke. All of it. The Raiders were the darlings of the offseason, one of the most wagered teams in the NFL to win the AFC, the Raiders. What a sales job by Josh McDaniels! He must have told the big shots in Vegas that he had a canister of pixie dust he stole from Bill Belichick, and he had some leftover from Tom Brady. Devonte Adams, he brought that sweet cheese from Lambeau and Aaron Rodgers. And right now, that's been Limburger cheese because they blow. McDaniels, back in Denver, he won his first six games, I believe. Since then, his last 25 games, Josh McDaniels is an NFL head coach. He's 0-3 this year. He was 5-17 his last go-round in Denver. So that works out to 5-20 his last 25 games as a head coach. Devontae Adams has been a little bit more than a decoy, but not much more than a decoy. I have noticed that Josh McDaniels is a terrible keynote speaker. And a big part of the job when you're a head coach is to address the media. It's a big part of the gig. Pretty much every day you're talking to the media, every head coach has a local radio show where they go on and bark and do their thing. And I looked at McDaniels. I watched this news conference. I was like, is there anything in there? So I watched it. And I determined after a minutes-long investigation by the Maller Show here, that he is the gangster of you know and um. You know and um. Now let me give you an example before I bury this guy. Here's an example. There's a basic question asked of Josh McDaniels. He was asked about injuries to the Raiders' secondary. And listen closely as he becomes tongue-tied. Let's go to the audio tape.
3: You get challenged a lot of spots, you know. um, You know whether it's been the offensive line or you know in the defense. We've had some some things like that crop up here, um, you know. But um, look, that's what that's what they're all here for. You know what I mean? And um, we're no different than any other team. No different. You look around, and this guy's out. This guy's on IR. This guy's injured. He's inactive. um, You know.
1: Yeah. You know. He said, that's a 24-second soundbite. He said, you know, seven times in 24 seconds. So he has a future selling canned cooked meat. That's 29% of that soundbite was word spam, word filler. Linguists tell us that people who say, you know, most often, and um, um, uh, when they have, uh, they say those things when they have low knowledge of something they're talking about or just poor conversation skills. They do that because they're unsure of what they are talking about and they cannot back it up. And that's the least of the Raiders' problems with Josh McDaniels, that he's a bad public speaker. But if you're a bad public speaker and a bad head coach, that's what's known as the double whammy. Good luck on that. Good luck. You keep coaching like this, Josh McDaniels, you'll be back begging for a job from Bill Belichick.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11
1: p.m. Pacific. Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
4: podcasts from. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class
1: Maller here. Winter is coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice, like my brother in Appleton, Wisconsin. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where, you drive. Choose from the full lineup of redestine tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You get free road hazard protection for 2 years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. Game changer. Go to tirerack.com/sports to see their Redestein test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com slash SportsTireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Witness
8: the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City
7: Is when Big Ben gets grilled.
1: Coop loop
3: A recent report puts Steve Nash and Doc Rivers as the two coaches with the hottest seats heading into this upcoming NBA season. Ben if you had to bet on who loses their job first, who are you going with?
1: Oh, so I'm going with Steve Nash. And it's not even close here. The Nets are a tinderbox, and Nash already sounds like he's got one foot out the door. He's in a haze. He's aware his days are numbered. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are going to ignite drama. They are going to hold another insurgency, and Nash will be gone. Doc Rivers is debonair. He, the media loves him. He's great with the media. The Sixers will won, win a bunch of games in the regular season. His problems are in the playoffs. Next! The
3: other day you mentioned how, despite the praise from Jerry Jones, the Cowboys will not stick with Cooper Rush when Dak Prescott is ready to return strictly because of the contract they gave Dak. Now, Ben, that being said, do you think Rush has shown enough to earn him a chance at a starting for another team? No, not yet.
1: Cooper Rush, number one, he's been nothing more than a game manager. He, there was zero expectations, and he's paid off in spades because there were no expectations. But let's not get carried away. His numbers are rather pedestrian. The thing he's done is not wet the bed, not turn the ball over a ton, and he's been cool in the fourth quarter. Stranger things have happened, but at this point, based on what I've seen, I would say no on that because – You're not going to overpay for a guy who's just an average quarterback and give him a big contract. He might get an opportunity to audition somewhere but not be given the job. Next!
3: Barry Bonds admitted over the weekend that it's still his dream to make, make it into the Hall of Fame. Ben, do you think that Bonds making himself vulnerable as opposed to guys like Roger Clemens who downplays the importance and Curt Schilling who tried to have himself removed from the ballot altogether,
1: do you think that'll have any effect on the voters? No. Barry Bonds' eligibility for the Hall of Fame from the writers is over. He ran out, and he's dependent now on these blue ribbon panels to get him in. And there'd have to be a tremendous sea change. As I said earlier, he's on that naughty list, the guys that McGuire and Palmero and Clemens who aren't going to get in the Hall of Fame. How do we do, Coop? Pass this edition. That is a winner. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Fox
7: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's now time for... Time time for... hurry,
2: hurry, I can hardly wait! Ask Ben. Twitter!
7: Send us your questions on Twitter
1: now. These are actual questions by actual listeners. There are no made-up questions random people men and women but let's be honest here it's almost all men that send us questions it's sports radio the man cave of sports talk radio we let a few women in and they can be part of our family but it's mostly dudes so let's get to the questions right now and the keeper of the questions for Ben and friends the coop da loop justin trying to, coop trying to take a quiz here guys you want we should we take a quiz fire safety here yeah, yeah. Oh, i couldn't safety. log in to do that
3: yeah you have to i mean you probably did it last year so you have to reset your password
1: yeah oh, great wait i have to do a quiz i don't think yeah, i don't, know, I don't know, know if you do well actually we yeah probably i think, do. I think yeah. you do yeah no, i don't want to do it Will you do it for me eddie
5: <laughs> i don't want to do it either We you do it for yeah, all of us I roberto really, I, mean, I got yeah. 80
3: i gotta get 100 out of 100 are you serious it's graded yeah oh yeah. my god I have To think i'm right you have to get 100 out of 100 yeah but it tells you which ones you got wrong, so you just go back. Well, and I
1: don't take need to again. do it. I'm gonna wait until the boss contacts me. I don't check my company email. I wait till the boss <laughs> contacts me. So it, when, it, when said, it, says co- it
3: says if you don't have it done by the end of Friday that the building could uh, like take yeah, take your yeah. access key. And,
1: oh really? Yeah. Oh I, I <laughs> think <laughs> I might not be able to turn that in all of a sudden. I don't know. I, I might I might have to hang out in the North Woods all of a sudden. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh. I guess that email went into my spam folder. <laughs> it's a shame, isn't it? Anyway, um,
3: we're going to start off with a question from the Sawman. Now, uh, we normally don't do like sports questions during this segment, but I kind of like this one. Uh, it is for the crew. Uh, he says, if you could see any record set in person in any sport, what would you choose?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Let's see here. You know, you'll be great. I'm going to go basketball. Someone scoring 101 points in a game.
3: Yeah, that's that's my answer, too. That would yep. be
1: awesome. That would be great. Because there's no video of Wilt Chamberlain scoring 100. It happened in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Eddie, go ahead, Eddie. I mean, that's not bad, I guess. But, you know, you, you have to. You, the, the
5: What's important wrong with it? It's the perfect answer, Eddie. The important part is, like, the last one you know just the 100th point You're like no, you but really care about it, when you get to number, around 80 or, uh, point number 50 or whatever
1: no when you get to 80 it starts getting serious i guess yeah I yeah guess.
5: uh i would go with mario Lemieux scoring a goal in every possible way in a single game he had a even strength goal power play goal short handed goal empty net goal and a
1: penalty shot goal the swiss army knife of yeah. course you would pick hockey of course i would yeah roberto and I go a lot of baseball games, so I would
8: have had to pick a baseball uh, five home runs in one game. Never been done before.
3: What do oh, I Ro- a Roberto
5: game? is not—he's picking what he wants to see, not what has happened. Yeah, That's well, what yeah, I mean, gonna...
3: yeah that was—I think that was. Oh, is that what he was saying? The question: If you could see any record set in person, so yeah, a new a new record being set.
5: Oh, I see.
1: How about twenty-eight strikeouts in a game? That would be cool.
5: That would be gnarly. Yeah. yeah. I saw old, old Peterman set a record, uh, the old Bills quarterback. Yeah, you were at that yeah. game,
1: the interception record. Congratulations, Eddie. Do you see that news reporter in Florida is getting a lot of headlines on yeah, the internet?
3: Yes. <laughs> a, that was awesome. she, a, she got it yeah. from
1: the cameraman, huh? She put a rubber on her microphone. Oh, that her, one. <laughs> What did you think I was saying? What what, what, what what do you what do you think I was going with that?
3: Oh, there was the one the guy that got almost like
1: blown away in oh, the the hurricane. Oh, that happens every hurricane. Oh, though, but it's not base, often you see. With his baseball helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this uh, NBC two reporter. Uh, yeah, I saw uh, that protecting too. Protecting yeah. her microphone with a condom. So. Practicing safe reporting there, and then I love these other like hardo TV people who are. Getting upset that there's jokes on the internet that people are making jokes about the con. The, well, this is what you do at a hurricane. I'm like, okay, thank you. I'm sure, you're a lot of fun. What's next here? Do we actually? Why don't but, we pause for the call? Um, uh, okay, oh, go ahead. Hurry. Uh-huh. Up. Well, you
3: know, you're, I mean, okay. Look, I'm going to do this one. Emmett, Emmett set me up for this. So, Taco Bell is bringing back a discontinued item. <laughs> you know can the Bell beefer. You can you can vote on which discontinued item the double decker taco, which is my favorite all time item. Please go on and vote and, and bring it back, or the or the or whatever. But Emmett wants to know. I, I obviously I want that back. Is there any fast food item that has been discontinued from any fast food place that you want back?
1: Mm, not the top of my head. No. Although I would be curious. When I was a kid, McDonald's sold pizza. I kind of wonder what that Mc was pizza. like. The <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, they had pizza at McDonald's. <laughs> they tried it out, and it didn't do well, so they got rid of it. I wonder what that would be like.
5: Eddie, any fast food items? Quickly. Uh, Burger King Cine Minis.
1: That was your go-to? I don't know. Yeah. Sounds good. You had those chicken fries at Burger King? Have you had those? Are those around? I have, still? yeah. I have had those. Are they those. good? They're okay, yeah. Chicken strips, but they call them fries. Roberto? Uh, back in the day, Domino's had some uh, jalapeno poppers that were pretty good. Bring those back. Well, i got to talk to our guys at the Domino's there yeah, in Lakewood, those are good. California. Down in the, near the LBC. They'll help you out with that. What about you, Coop? Well, I think we know the yeah,
3: answer. Yeah, double-decker.
1: Okay. Let's right, pause for the cause. And if you want to be part of this, send your questions in. Hashtag AskMan. Your questions are answers. For the rest of the hour, it continues next. Be sure to catch live
7: editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
1: And we do have the continuation of your questions and our answers for the rest of the hour. Thank you for that. If you don't get your question on here in Ask Ben, there is still time, but not much. You can submit a question for the Fifth Hour podcast, which is a rip-off, cheap, flimsy rip-off version of Ask Ben. So that's coming up. This particular weekend. But anyway, uh, we continue on. And what is next here, Coupa Loop? By the way, I should point out because Roberto's yelling at me and I want to make sure he's happy that this portion's made possible by Discover Card. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at slash redeem rewards terms apply. All right,
3: uh, let's go with Ferg. Dog. He wants to know: Have you ever driven in thick enough snow to chain your tires?
1: Yes, uh, and it was a disaster. I got into a fight with the wife because she thought I was not helping her enough putting the chains on the car, <laughs> and it was a big, big to do. And I, I'd watched YouTube videos, and it's so easy in the YouTube video to put chains on the car. And I had no experience doing it. I thought I was doing it the right way. And we drove, uh, we were actually uh, in Sequoia, those giant redwoods, and it was snowing. So we needed to put chains on, and we put them on, and I, I started driving, and the ch- one of the chains came off and was hitting the car. It was a big poop show. So <laughs> I, I have done that. And I also got stuck one time in the snow without chains, and I drove without them, and I did not have snow tires, and I lived to tell about it. What about you, Eddie? Eddie? Uh, no, I have
5: only seen snow, real snow, like three times in my life, which should, I'm sure will amuse many of our friends in places like the Twin Cities. Uh, yeah. And uh, there was only once when I actually drove in it on on the way to Vegas. Um, and Vegas? Uh, yeah, and uh, where
1: in, in the mountains? Yeah, are the there? mountains area. Yeah. yeah all right.
5: And did not, did not. I don't, I don't think it, it was necessary. But uh, no, I have not. All right, Roberto. Nah.
3: Kubaloo? Cool, Yes, many times it is a pain in the ass, especially when it's like currently snowing. You're just like hating life down there. Your cold hands, and the same thing happened to me. That happened to you, Ben. I I put it on incorrectly, and it came off the tire, and then it starts smacking my tire well, and then chipped and then chipped the
1: paint off my car. (laughs) Oh God, it's a nightmare. I would pay for if, if next time I'm, when I go to a place if I see somebody offer like fifty bucks I'll put your time. Yeah, through. they do that. They uh, do that. I'm yeah. paying. I'm paying for that. <laughs> all right. What's next here? What do we have? Uh, I
3: believe we've been asked this in the in the past, but new listeners all the time, and I'm sure everybody would love to know. Uh, Joe in Okinawa wants to know how old were you when you lost your virginity?
1: Uh, I was so old it's embarrassing. Uh, no one would get near me uh, in uh, in high school. Uh, it was a it was a Poop fest uh, for me in high school. So uh, I think it was like my senior year of high school. It was like it, it was a- actually after my senior, but like going into uh like, are we talking the full Monty here, Coop? Or are we yes, talking? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Uh, what about
5: you, Eddie? Uh, yeah, I guess it's kind of the same time, seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, like senior we're year such in high losers. school. That's
1: why we're in radio, Eddie. No girls would be, uh, hang out with us. It was the same for me after high after <laughs> high school. We are so no, I was bad. still in
5: I was still in high school but it was
1: uh, like 16. it was like 17 right here. R- Yeah, Roberto, he didn't have a driver's license yet
7: and he was uh... <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Puck
1: now! It's hockey. There's hockey. It is hockey sports. That was a I saw quick pass hockey right sports, Eddie. Me, yeah.
5: You ready? Let's do it, Eddie. All right, let's puck season. the world. Uh, news from the NHL where 40-goal scorer Jason Robertson is missing training camp for the Dallas Stars. There's not a Why lot of holdouts that, in hockey. Usually you guys don't hold out, but uh, this kid is. He's looking for more money, wants a new deal, long-term, lots of Mulan, all that. He's a restricted free agent. He is 23 years old. He had 41 goals last year. He's only the fourth player in franchise history to score 40 or more goals in a season. So he's uh, missing training camp. He's missing preseason games. We'll see how long his uh, his holdout extends, if it extends into the regular season. Not something that's common in hockey. Florida Panthers signed their goaltender uh, Spencer Knight, three-year contract, $13.5 million. He's actually the backup goalie. So the Panthers are going to be spending $14.5 million on their tandem of goaltenders starting next season, and they'll pay that much money through 2026. It's the highest-paid goalie tandem. Uh, in the NHL, that is a lot to pay for the last line of defense, the defense, Eddie. Only one of them defense. can play at a time, so
1: why they should let them play both? That would be more. That's uh, ridiculous. Would anyone score? Uh, Probably not.
5: Very, very little scoring, I would think. Uh, Colorado Avalanche captain Gabriel Landeskog expected to miss the start of the regular season due to a lingering lower body injury. He had knee surgery in March, then returned to the playoffs. Twenty points in twenty games, helping the Avalanche win the Stanley Cup. Uh, Some other injuries: Toronto Maple Leafs have lost their captain John Tavares for three weeks with an oblique strain. Vancouver Canucks winger Brock Besser going to miss three to four weeks after hand surgery. Got hurt in training camp. Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ryan Ellis going to miss the entire upcoming season because of a back injury. His career might be over. And in a little bit of irony, uh, Golden Knights announced that center Nolan Patrick also will miss the entire upcoming season. They were traded for each other as part of a three-team deal. Good news, Eddie.
1: That's an equal trade. Uh, like,
5: well, there was a three-team. There was another team involved. No. But, uh, yeah, these two guys traded for each other, and, and they're both not going to play this
1: year. They now, should trade them back to the other
5: team. Okay. Uh, next Saturday, the San Jose Sharks will take on the Nashville Predators to Is open right? up Is the NHL season. Is that Card
1: game of next week?
5: It might be. Uh, okay. But this game will be taking place overseas over in Prague in the Czech Ooh. Republic. Well, I saw this. They want to keep the Russian players. That's out right. Of that the game. the Czech foreign minister has told the NHL that any checkmate. Any Russian players would not be welcome because of the war in Ukraine. Uh, Nashville has one Russian player, Yakov Trenin. San Jose, two, Alexander Barabanov, and Yevgeny Svechnikov. How many Russians are in the NHL right now? How many Russians? I are there? mean, I don't have a number for you, but it's a well, decent. Is it, it's it a over hundred?
1: Is it how many? I don't think it? it's over a hundred. Not but over hundred. Is it over fifty? Yeah, I'd say it's probably over fifty. So between fifty and hundred Russian expats who are actually from Russia but
5: they're just here Uh, the NHL doesn't seem to be taking this veiled threat or maybe not even veiled threat too seriously Commissioner our Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly said that he has no concern with the players traveling to Prague or playing in the game Uh, Sharks General Manager Mike Greer said quote we are a team either we all play or we don't play so he's basically saying uh, our guys are going to play or we're not playing in the game so okay we'll see how that works
1: out a lot of air miles to not play the game
5: yeah it's true Uh, I'm sure they sold tickets as well. Uh, The Canadian government confirmed that non-citizens entering the country, including professional athletes, will no longer be required to be vaccinated against COVID-19 beginning in October. It took them so long. That would apply to baseball as well, so it's apparently something we're not going to have to
1: talk about, which is great. Good news uh, for Kyrie Irving
5: also. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned, uh, I think it was on last week's show, that we're going to have the, the jersey sponsors this year for a lot of the teams. Yeah. And so the news on these is kind of trickling out. Uh, the Boston Bruins, an original six franchise, uh, they're going to be sponsored by Rapid 7. you have any, any idea what Rapid 7 might be?
1: Sounds like
5: public transportation or something. It maybe? does kind of sound like that. Uh, it's apparently a cybersecurity company. Uh, uh, and my favorite, gosh, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to be sponsored by... Milk. Uh,
1: Milk. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It's
5: the uh, Dairy Farmers of Ontario, but on their jersey,
1: the word milk. Don't people already know about milk? You would think.
5: But they need to know more about it. It's
1: like when they do, and I always ran about this when professional sports leagues, uh, they do cancer, but it's cancer awareness. I believe people are aware of cancer. I think the money needs to go to research. I Mm -hmm. think that's where it needs to go. Well, I mean,
5: you know. Do they there need are, milk there, research, are, there are some instances where people need to go get checked out and make sure they don't, you know, don't have cancer. That kind of thing. I guess awareness of getting tested and screened. It's a scam, kind of Eddie. It's a scam. That's man. not the a money scam.
1: It is, is absolutely a scam. No, uh, because uh, trust me. Uh, don't don't go down that road, Eddie. You cannot win that argument. No, but I'm, I'm the saying... The NFL and these other sports leagues have pilfered millions of dollars under the scam I'm, of I'm, cancer I'm, awareness. I'm saying that there because is... Because they can sell pink merchandise. There is,
5: well, and dumb I'm, I'm people not think talking their talking about going to help pure cancer, and it's not. I'm just saying that there is value in telling people they need to get checked at a certain age for certain things and things like that. That's being aware of...
1: Keeping you know, keeping up on your health. Well, you do your thing, Eddie. I donate when I donate. Um, I want to do these contest gambling things that I donate to charity, and it goes to cancer awareness, not or not cancer awareness, cancer research rather, not cancer. All right, awareness. what's your story? What's your hockey story? I got two, Eddie. I got the uh, creepy Can- uh, Canucks owner. Did you see this? The no. owner of the Canucks, Aqu- uh, Aquafina in, or whatever is the Aqualini? Yes, Francesco Aqualina or whatever. Yeah. What do he do? Uh, he's in a testy. Uh, court battle over the kids, and he's now oh. being accused of beating and psychologically abusing them, according to a court. So there's that. Let's see how it comes right. to that. His estranged—they're adults now, adult children. Well, what are they? Are, what are they fighting over then? I mean, he—he uh, he doesn't have—he's not going to get custody the of the adult kids, seeking right? Continued child support payments while the kids are at university. Oh, what's the cutoff on that?
5: Is it? I would assume it would be like
1: 18, right? 35. I, I don't know. All right,
5: what's I, your I, other story? I that story me. wasn't All right, the good.
1: other one is the uh, goaltender for the L.A. Kings, Eddie. I saw this. Somebody sent me a photo of this. The, I don't think he's actually that good. Matt Valalta, is that his name? Yeah. So he has his, his – these goaltenders have the hockey mask. they got the paint job yeah, on. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. And this guy's helmet has art, which is his, like his own head. Like on the side of it is his own ha- like his hair painted on there. Like the oh, hair. I've
5: seen that before.
1: That's, that's pretty cool. I've so it
5: it kind of looks like he's not wearing a mask, but he is wearing
1: a mask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's, it's yeah. if you're looking from the side, it looks like you can see his hair. Interesting. So, okay, that's all I got. It. I got nothing.
5: Well, those stories weren't very good, but thank you. Those were great stories.
1: And dude. that's your creepy. puck the world you're report. Covering up. Let let the record show. Eddie's covering up for an NHL owner accused of yeah. doing bad things. What's
5: Child support for his adult children.
8: Interesting.
1: Well, we're all kids for our parents, today. We're all our, our parents' uh, children as long as we're it. Right.
8: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.